Some of the critical questions that have been asked by our room dividers, and as you said, a very important day, but he still has time to be with us here on the room dividers. Uh, that's our committed, the former Springbok, junior Springbok, Bulls and Krikwa's flank forward, as well as SABC Sport Rugby analyst Tando Manana is to this cause. And for that, Mr. Manana, we do humbly thank you uh, for setting aside the time for your audience. Anytime, uh, Rob. I think uh, first and foremost, greetings to everyone who's tuned in and, uh, you know, who's going to be part of the discussion going forward. But most importantly, it's been a great day. Thanks for the messages to South Africa at large. I think today my phone, I had to charge it twice, but it's still going on. And, uh, you know, Rob, uh, yeah, as they say, you know, it's a new lane. Uh, so let's see how, how far it takes me. I mean, it's, it's, it really is important. We were going to be trying to chat to, you know, an author. Uh, who had written about literally how transformation was going to play such an integral part in weakening uh, the Springboks. We've seen similar uh, such uh, conversations happen uh, within the country as a whole. And and maybe let me welcome from our our Cape Town studios as well, somebody well-respected within um, the media circles, but also very outspoken on many issues uh, that have to do with sports, is the digital sports editor uh, for independent media, uh, Ashfaq Mohammed. Thanks so much, Ash, for coming through. Welcome. Hi, good evening, uh, Rob, and to the birthday boy, Tando Manana. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tando, that Bafana didn't give you a birthday present. I think they're dividing the nation more than we are dividing the room. Hey. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, well put there because a lot of people are putting pressure on us to have the football version of the room divider so that we can get down to the bottom of all no the rot no that problem. is there. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, yeah, let's halt that one because yeah. it will take us the entire night to talk about Bafana Bafana. Uh, equally important is rugby. Post yeah. All Blacks coming and going here. Um, Ashfaq, let me maybe bring you first up in this yes. uh, discussion here. I mean, the dust has kind of settled on that. Uh, people are saying whatever it is that has been uh, said about the performance and whether or not we are going to be uh, World Cup ready come 2019. There's still a tour that is still uh, going to be underway. What have you made of it and where Rusty is right now? Yes, uh, uh, Robert. Uh, I don't quite share in the, I termed it on IL Sport, Rassiforia, that's sweeping the, the Springbok nation at the moment. Uh, I think the the win in Wellington was obviously a highlight uh, of the year so far, and it was totally unexpected. And 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 the way they played at the Westpac Stadium, I think that was the most impressive part of that. But uh, to lose in the last fifteen minutes against an All Black team that had already won the rugby championship, that had flown from New Zealand to Argentina, from Argentina to South Africa, to play the Springboks at a high felt, uh, altitude at Loftus and still win the game. I mean, what does that say about the Springbok team? And I think that is the reality of the situation, and that is what we need to deal with. Um, you know, there were some good results, but still unforgivable defeats to Argentina away, Australia away as well. Both those games should have been won, and they weren't. And there are a lot of question marks around selection, mm-hmm. tactics, and, of course, transformation, which we mustn't uh, forget about. How does he rank? I mean, that's the crucial one. That's the one that... You know, when the room dividers were literally born, and Manana will be testimony to that again, uh, Ashfaq, is the fact that transformation was always key. And everybody agreed that Alistair Kutsia failed as far as that is concerned, surprisingly, uh, being a person of color himself. And where is Rassi in that index? If you had to put it in some form of index to say out of 10, is he winning that? Um I'll probably put him at a six at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's playing the game well, uh, Robert and Tando, to be fair. 
Um, you know, certain, uh, if you speak to some people, I've spoken to some family and friends, and even they feel, no, uh, the team is transformed. There's like seven black players in the team. Then I point out to them, against the All Blacks, there were only three in both games. Hmm. So are we back now to the two wings and the forward mentality of the past? From Heineken Mayer's time, from Jake White's time. What do you read so, in so terms of that? Because that's, that. that's a disappointing number, though. What do you read in terms of that? That we, we've provided initially uh, the, the mix, especially when England were here on tour. And, you know, I loved what I saw at, at Ellis Park Stadium. But then since then, why are we reversing in terms of numbers? Which games count, Robert? Against England? Of course, it's got to be All Blacks. Blacks. Got to be all the Blacks. world champions. Got to be all That's Blacks. when it really counts. So shouldn't you then be measured really at that point? And and Russia unfortunately showed his true colours in that regard. Yes, he can say it's his first season in charge. He's getting to learn the players. He's had a few injuries. Guys like Lukanyo Am and Sabun Kosi have been sidelined with injuries at, at various stages of the season, and that's true. Mm. But there were also other options available. And as he showed against England, there are other players as well who, who deserve those opportunities and who have proven themselves. I mean, let's get into it now. Dylan Lades uh, at oh. Western Province and the Stormers. Why is he not all part of the Springbok squad? I just don't understand. We have an issue at centre because Lukanyo Am is injured. Zwande Young is playing outstanding rugby for Wasp in England. Experienced player, knows Rashi from the time in, in Cape Town, yet he doesn't get called up. And, and this is not a slight at Jesse Creel. We know Jesse Creel at his best can be a really good player. Mm. But there are issues there. Defensive issues particularly, but also on attack, uh, the passing game and, and those kind of things. So why not bring back someone like Joan de Jong? I wrote a column about it. And, you know, uh, 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 there are just more than enough options available to avoid a situation where we have three players of color in the Swimbok team. And, and that's pretty sad, though, Manana, when, when that reality hits you um, and well unpacked there by Ashfaq in terms of just highlighting that sense because maybe at times we, we get lost with the emotion, the euphoria of the results coming through and we say, but what, what are the realities? What are the targets? What is it that we set out to do from the previous World Cup moving into the next phase of the World Cup? Are we on par? He's given a 6 out of 10. What would your score be just from a transformation perspective? Well, Rob, it's always, uh, for me, good to always go with the trajectory of, of, of Eras Erasmus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, he was left, uh, you know, lots of meat in the bone by Alistair Kutsi. And I've always said this, and I've always said that once you at a very uh, sort of leadership role, you look who's around you, you surround yourself with people that will back your decision. And I think uh, Rasi just got it so much easier. First and foremost, I think of the game where the Springboks were in PE up against an Argentina side, where, you know, it was so easy. And uh, Sia had just had, you know, uh, a great series against the French. Could have made him captain. He didn't do so. What does Rasi do? You know, he makes Sia Colisi the captain who gets the credit. It's Rasi Rasmus. We go on. We play up against England. You know, um, he gives us a squad. Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, for the first, I have to say this, Rob, for the first 17 minutes, you know, the Kota Brigade were already, uh, you know, um, bashing uh, in terms of this transformation thing. But what happened? We won that game and it was quite uh, a great game to win in Ellis Park in front of the, the Kota Brigade and those that were supportive of the new dawn or the new era in Springbok rugby. But as weeks went on, you know, so it faded. Uh, I think for me, that's a big concern. I wouldn't give him much. I think he doesn't even come closer to a five in my term. For a simple reason is, here you have a coach 
that he does things so well that even the media of the South Africa is, is, is protecting him, whatever they write. And here I, I get sort of worried because the same things were said about the Polynesians. And, 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 and in New Zealand, that, uh, you know, some people in New Zealand used to believe that, you know, uh, rugby, uh, if they had Polynesian, would, would, would be a shocker under the, the influence of island players. Uh, they thought it would weaken the New Zealand side. Uh, and, and, and for me, it was mainly thought that, you know, there were too many of them. New Zealand rugby would suffer. Rob, New Zealand is the best team. Mm. You ask each and everyone, Why? Because they have these Polynesians, they have these Samoans, they have these Fijians, they have these Tongans, they have the Maoris. Th the secret to that, Rob, is they embraced the culture, not the Maori culture, because you had Samoans, yeah. you've got Fiji, you've got Tongans. So you've got to, you've got to come ab aboard and embrace the Polynesian culture. You look at the, the, the Hakka, the Hakka was for the Maori people, but... It was said, no, 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 we can't. We've, we, we've got to embrace the whole country. We've got to understand where New Zealand rugby come from. And that is why you find that, Robert Marau, when people talk of there's a New Zealand Maori team, that's not a team. That's a New Zealand B team. But they go on the fact that they embrace the culture, different culture, different flavor. What does it bring, Robert Marau? A different style of play where everyone understand and play to their strength. In South Africa... The more you have of black players, the more you want to transform and want to bring in everyone into the four. What happens? It's a quota. Uh, we, we get blamed that because of the changes. Uh, you had black players that they were coming on. We lost that. We never lost it because there were black players coming on. We lost it because the coach panicked. And when he panicked, then they took away the responsibility of pointing who really was the problem at that stage. It was not the black players. That's why you find a player like Bongim Bonambi, for example. He didn't feature in the Curry Cup. He wanted time off the rugby. Rob, it has an emotional and a psychological effect on a player and People he would have, he would have been he would have been the, the 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 biggest one affected though you know psychologically because he he got knocked at a time when nobody expected that a so-called mistake that would have been uh, committed would result in the player being yanked off the field C correctly so rob you know for me it it's always that we have people, and I always say this, we have people that are sitting in boards, uh, black people that are sitting there, who are asking a very crucial question. Why are you questioning? Why are you questioning everything that is being done? But it's not right. Mine is to say you have people that are there that come up with these policies but are afraid to execute. And I'm saying if we see three players like Ashfaq has just mentioned, we had three against an all-black side. Mm -hmm. What does that say? It says that when we play the all-blacks, everyone has accepted that black players are not good enough to play against an all-black side, but are good enough to play against an England side who at, at some stage won the Rugby World Cup, at some stage went undefeated and broke the New Zealand record, but this time around are not good enough. And also, one gets also the sense that if I question and I look, where is the development of South African rugby of the past? Where you had SA under-23s, you had SAA, uh, you know, that were touring, that were playing overseas. You had SA under-23s that were playing in Africa. You had SA under-21. Under you had all those that were happening. What happened to those, Rob? Money was shut down. 
Why? Because what is currently happening is you're finding that money is being reserved and money is being put aside because we've got to bring Dwayne Vermeerling back to the Bulls set up to play Super Rugby. He needs a lot of money. This is a player that was earning 10.1 million when mm. he was in France. He went to Japan. So the money went up. So there we go. Millions, millions are needed to make sure that Dwayne comes back and plays for the Bulls. And then he goes to the Rugby World Cup and he becomes the captain of South Africa going forward. So for me, is we're looking and we're thinking in front of our feet. And that's the problem is we're even willing to sacrifice what we say we've been building all along. What we've been saying that for me, the uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. And that's leadership, Robert Morrell. That's the president of the South African Rugby Union in questioning. What we're mm. saying is question. Why don't you put questions when you have to, in that position, Robert Marau, show leadership, your deputy president and everyone in the general council. That's Do the we have the leadership? Pause on that one because we're also going to get uh, Ashfaq's uh, response to, I uh, talked about the New Zealand-based columnist Mark Reason and what he believes uh, quotas. I don't even know if we still have quotas or not in this country. All right, uh, be part of the conversation. Our WhatsApp voice note 0605842250. Our numbers always open for conversation 0891102000. Uh, it is the room dividers and tonight Ashfaq um Mohammed, digital sports editor independent media is with us. Tanda Manana, the birthday boy uh, is joining us from our PE studio. So Great conversations that we're having all around here. I wanted to pick it up, though, Ashfaq, from your side. When, yes. when I read this column, and if you read Mark Reason's uh, column, uh, literally just saying that the Springbok side will weaken uh, when they implement quotas at next year's Rugby World Cup in Japan. So literally just saying, in, an, in a nutshell here, that the points to the fact that the box team by 2019, as per the strategic objective in SA Rugby's transformation plan, is to increase black participation to 50% of the match day 23-man squad, which literally, if you're talking about figures here, it will amount to 11 or 12 players of color in any lineup uh, that's going to be announced by Coach Rassi Rasmus. I mean, do you share this view? Is it a reasonable view? Or is this man smoking something? I think he's smoking something. I think he's scared, Robin Marawa. I think he's scared because the day that the Springboks truly transform, they'll become world champions again. If 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 they are if black players are trusted fully, like we had this situation with Sikumbuza Noche, mm. starting against uh, against the Wallabies, his first his, uh, start had a really good game, was taken off after about 50 minutes. Uh, as he's saying about his uh, fitness, he hasn't uh, played a full game for a long time. Suddenly the next week against the uh, against the All Blacks, Francois Lowe starts at number eight. Um, that just didn't make sense. Francois Lowe doesn't play as a number eight; he's an open side flank for both. We all know him mm. as that. And now he's suddenly brought in uh, uh, against the world champions in a new position. Um, you know, those kind of things. Imros Bakpir has been such a frustrating situation. That boy has played about 24 minutes of Test Rugby, mostly at wing this season. But then the Smimokos brings him on in the last 10 or so minutes against the world champions. When he has hardly played at Scrum Off. Uh, throughout the 2018 season. So but what isn't are we it selling the, the guy down, down the is, river? It is, Ashfaq. But why why are we able to reason enough? And, you, and that Bart situation where, fine, he played over that weekend, got onto a flight, got here. And, and I remember as well that when that incident happened, and I know Manana kind of predicted it, saying that he will go straight into the first 15. And it's exactly what happened. For, for what I'm, I'm basically asking is that 
why is this happening and why is it consistently happening? Because it will happen moving forward and the rightful players and half the time it is players of colour will be yanked from the team. Because it's allowed to happen, Rob. So I it's mean, a leadership uh, thing again. Absolutely, because they, they speak about the strategic transformation objectives. Uh, it's supposed to be 45% this year and 50% uh, by next year by the World Cup. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Rasi is playing the game because now apparently after the, at the press conference after the Oblak test, you see there will be more opportunities on the end-of-year tour. So then that will push up his, his percentage for the overall season. So you see the game that's being played here. Um, when the games that count, you can have three players. But against uh, Scotland away or Wales away, you can get eight, nine, ten, and then that balances the books. But what about real opportunity? What about equal opportunities? Has Emrys Papir been given a proper chance to show that he could be better than Fafta Clerk? No, he hasn't. Not at all. He hasn't. And I think he has the potential to do so. I mean, Fafta Clerk has blown out a cold. He has had good games, but there are others where, uh, particularly the, the Wallaby game away in Australia, where he were, really had a bad day. He was knocking everything on, making the wrong decisions, yet Emrys Papir had to stay on the bench. Inconsistency. Let me bring Stefan in uh, with our callers coming through. Tanda Banana is also down in our PE studios. Good evening, Stefan. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for making my call. Um, I must say, I, I love hearing the passion on the radio of uh, people that love their rugby, so that's a good thing to hear. Um, I just want to say, you know, um, obviously, obviously you can hear them off the cards. And uh, hearing what I'm, uh, first of all, hearing what I'm, saying the guys are saying about the transformation targets and I think we need to start looking past quotas mm. in South Africa and I think we need to start thinking about fielding the best 15 players on the field to beat a particular team on that day and if that 15 players happen to be black fantastic, if they happen to be all white, fantastic if they could be 50-50 probably even better but um, I think um, Perhaps people shouldn't be so sensitive and think about, you know, just feeling the best team on the day and trust a coach that has a plan. Because you, you all know rugby, you need to pick players in certain positions to complement uh, another player in a different position. And I think we really have very good players of colour. Mm. Um, so we, I don't, I think we can, we can sort of stop talking about transformation. And I think. If you look at um, who's running some of our biggest rugby unions in the Western Cape, um, you know, there's a person of colour running the, the Western province of Union. Uh, I think it's the same situation um, at the Kings. And I think also um, it, there's a lot of transformation happening in the management roles and in the coaching roles. And, and I think we all just must give it a bit of time and it will happen. You, you know what the problem is, Stefan, and, and, I, and I love your honesty and I appreciate it, um, is that when it comes to leadership positions, and especially within rugby, a lot of the presidents have been people of color in, in recent time within the new dispensation. It does not mean that those individuals, because they were leaders and they were leaders of color, that they then spoke true to what transformation is all about, because we would not be having a conversation about transformation if they played true to the needs of the nation then the issue of quotas was there to dribble all of us so that we look at numbers like let's say they're asking for three players of color to be uh, in the starting 15 and you know that potentially 
Stefan, there could be six players of color. So you're quite happy yeah. to have the three that are there. Um, obviously, Chester Williams would always be that poster boy for 1995 because yeah. there was literally not much more in terms of that outside of him. Obviously, Brayton Pulsar played a role yeah. as well. So all I'm saying is that it also limits us in moving forward. I like the fact you even mentioned 50-50. I would love that situation where we almost get to 50-50 or even beyond because I think we are capable of doing that. But if we don't have the conversation about it, Stefan, trust me, it will not be pursued. They will play the numbers game, like Ashfaq has just mentioned, to say they will up the numbers. You play against lesser opposition, you put more black players, it comes across as if everything um, is even. You know, you know I, I hear what you are saying, and it's a bit of a touchy subject, but I mean, if you look at someone like Beast, who's been, who's been a for a long time, yeah. and our players coming to the ranks, and I think we need to just be patient. I think there's enough players, and sometimes what happens is some players get injured. I mean, I think Wadi Kalan, if he wasn't injured at the end of last year, he probably would have um, stepped into the fullback position, and that would have closed the door on Villarreal mm. coming into this year's years. So there would have been perhaps another player coming in, and we can all. Agree that uh, Wally a very good player. And I think, um, I agree with you are saying, but I think we need to uh, not be so touchy. I mean, I think we, they are very good players that will, will come through. Look at Mapinti. Mapinti is not injured, unfortunately, but he will come through again. Um, if I may, Rob. Yeah, please come I in, may, guys. Rob. Please come in. It's a discussion. Stefan's on the yeah. line. Tando's here. Ashfa, go ahead. Stefan, if I may, um, you know, you say that we should be patient. We've been patient for 26 years. So for how, long, for how much longer must we be patient? The fact that we still have quotas in South African rugby is an indictment on the exact policy of transformation. We shouldn't have had it by now. It should have been done already. We should have had the utopia that you're speaking of. We, we don't even need to look at numbers because we know everybody will get an equal opportunity in the Springbok team. But unfortunately, that's still not happening. And that is why we have targets such as 45% and 50% by next year. I guess it, it comes down to a question of trust, Jeffen. But you, you know what, I, I, I hear what you're coming from, but if I think now, now just recently, um, Jason Colby was picked by Rossi as, uh, as wing. And all along, coaches have said, I think even Alistair said Jason, even though I think Alistair coached Jason at Stormers, he said, no, Chesley is, is too small. But then Rossi came in and he picked Chesley. Um, I think, um, I think there is, there's more players, players, and, and I don't know, um, there, there probably isn't a quick answer, but I think, uh, we, we can, we can, we can definitely field a player, you know, uh, you know, at the moment we can feel proud that we've got a good team that's capable of beating the All Blacks. And perhaps we start. We should start looking past the colour of the players. I don't know if you guys saw the recent out on TV with all the players are saying they feel like they're all family and they're standing together. Mm. I think we should start thinking like that as well, and, and not focus on the colour, the skin of the players. And I think we should be proud of the now the black captain like Sia Pelisi that's leading from the front. Okay, uh, I, I think as a final thought, Stefan, and 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 once again. Um, you said it's a, it's, it's, we shouldn't be touchy about it, uh, to quote you. I, I hear where that comes from. I think the touchiness 
is simply not to try and force something upon people, but it's to try and raise awareness that people of color, black people in this country, have been playing rugby for a while. Um, if you remember, there was a certain stage where they had to retrospectively give uh, Springbok blazers to black players that would have and should have been given their colors, but they weren't because of the system. So that pool has always been there. It is to foster and make sure that when a Janchi comes up or anybody else, yeah. it is not seen as a surprise. <laughs> Woo, my, look, he can actually play rugby. But it can be a case of there's many more like him who are out there but have been denied an opportunity. And it's the mindset against the fun of Curry Cup rugby coaches and management that take us back because they want to beat the system. They don't want to comply and they almost set the whole transformation process backwards as opposed to it moving forward. Then it'll be easy for Rassi to literally plug the players into a, a starting 15. But I, I really want to thank you. Keep listening to the show and hopefully you'll contribute uh, some can, more. Can, can, I just make, can I just make one last Yeah, last sure. No point. Points. I just want to say like the auntie. The auntie was probably the, 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 the sound of the season so far. Hmm. I mean, three years ago, he was playing Rasti Cup rugby. And he was picked by Jan Juan Ackerman, while he was at the Lions. And from the Lions, he became a springbok. So I don't think you can say that, player, that coaches are not trying to implement the new processes and things like that. I think one has to be... I think you guys can't say... I can give you the numbers, Stefan. We just don't have the time, but I can definitely give you Rob, the numbers. Yeah, Rob, just Manana? in closing, I've, yeah. I've been listening, and I sure. think it's also important, Stefan, to give proper factual facts. Janki was selected by Swayze de Braid when he made his Super Rugby this year, not by Johan Akerman. Oh, sorry, Swayze de Braid. Yeah, sorry. Secondly, Haaland was injured. Not last year, he was yeah. injured this year. So I just feel that always it's always nicer if you come with proper factual finding. And also for me, are you aware of... The number of, for example, just out of a thumbsack, when we speak of transformation, we speak of obviously opportunities. Now I'm talking, I'm not talking, talk about players because I like the passionate uh, plea that you bring on. You know your players, you know my pimpies, you know everyone that's there around. But also, it goes hand in hand to see, we've also got to see the, the coaching coming through because that is also a very important part you would know as well. He's a father figure of the team and players look up to such an important person. And also, I've looked at the Super Rugby this year, and for many a years, the only player of color or play, a coach of color that's been there is Dion Davis who coached the Kings. But he's moved on, fine. The Curry Cup was also another opportunity to also see a blueprint that you are creating a South African rugby of making sure that you're bringing these guys through because you've got a blueprint to say that we want to be the best, you know, going forward in world rugby. And yet in Curry Cup, there's none to show that we do have those coaches coming through to make sure that at least they also play an important role. So I would also say that let's also look at it holistically because for me it is both hideous and a magnificent burden that we have faced in South African rugby because we are not pulling in one direction. We are also pulling away because some are looking at how many of the numbers need to be there. But if we pull together and as I said earlier on to Robert Marawa that we need to embrace the culture. That's within South Africa. It can't change. We can't be always making a significant uh, example of Nelson Holikata Mandela, 1995. We're in 2018. We've got a World Cup coming up. And it's good to see a player like uh, Chazen Colby given that opportunity and showing and proving many are wrong that 
Indeed, yeah, he can play at international up, and it's all about opportunities, not only for black players, it's also for white players as well. But yeah. I think if we were to pull together and embrace our cultural backgrounds, as you've said, you're an Afrikaner, you're coming from that background, it would also be quite interesting to see if a Bulls setup or Bulls franchise could actually put belief in a guy like Dion Davids, who has shown his yeah. credibility and be given that inspiration and also that motivation to say we support a guy like Dion Davids, if you were to coach, for example, the Bulls side, I'm not saying that you're a Bulls supporter, yeah. but that would I mean... I think it will happen. No, I'm not a Bulls supporter, I'm in the Western side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it will happen. <laughs> no, look, I think what, what we must do is we must have one big bride. Okay. Ma'am, you're not security. You're not the property manager. You're not no, Mike Hardy. but I live here. Okay, and I live here too. Okay, sorry guys, not sure what that is. A couple of gremlins. Uh, I think I, someone I, watching Soap is there somewhere. No, but listen guys, I, you know what, I think... I think at, at the end, your intention is positive, and that's a good thing at the end of the day, that everyone's intention is positive, and it's a bit, uh, for the betterment at the end of the day of so African rugby. But I think you should organize a one, a one big ride, so they can all have a discussion of a couple of lemonades. About this. <laughs> you you know you started. know where we have the prize every Tuesday. Stefan is on this show with the room dividers. Don't miss it next week and the next week uh, and the I next really week. Thanks for the open and frank conversation. Thank you for Thanks, taking Stefan. my call. Thanks, Thanks Stefan. Stefan. Really appreciate your call coming through. Uh, Sabel Alfred says, "Well, I got friends in the lower ranks of major franchise rugby teams, and they only train and don't get selected for the starting lineup. How do we expect to reach fifty-fifty by twenty nineteen? It is ridiculous." Luandile. Um, Chigeli so says that I think Stefan is losing the point. Quotas will only be banished uh, when we see the demographic in the Bok team. Stefan must sit down and go home. Um, we don't want Stefan to go home, though. I, I want views from Stefan and other like-minded individuals because that's the only way I can learn, we can learn, and we can all be on the same uh, path. I'm going to come to you, Swoo, in Durban in a second. Let me take you, Madilake, in four ways. Good evening. Hello, Rabao. Great, great. I was worried there. I thought you were flashing something. No, Yeah, loud, loud and clear. Go ahead, Baba. You don't have the best line, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
Okay. I, 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 I think, my dear, like, let, let, let me just come in there. Your, your, your line is terrible. And, and I'm trying very hard to keep you on as long as possible. But I think it really is deteriorating. But I do appreciate it. If we are on a better line, uh, we can simply plug you back onto the air. Uh, Sbu, for your patience, thank you so much. Calling us in Durban. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Right. Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, Hello, uh, first of all, I hope you are not on the banana diet today. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. No, quickly, guys. Um, I just want to raise you, uh, um, hmm. based uh, on 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 the transformation. First of all, uh, for me, um, I'll give him seven out of ten. And the, the reason why I'm giving him seven out of ten, uh, there is a guy who stole us, uh, who speaks uh, when he was dumped by Alistair Kutier. Urasi had the heart, okay, come here, come work with me. You know, and Ustogolera said himself, he has learned a lot from Urasi. Urasi has given him a freedom to work with the players. And I think with that, we need to give him a point for that. And come to the Springbok team. Unfortunately, Playing against New Zealand, I understand the issue of uh, very few number of the players that were there. But if you look at the the regular players, they were injured. Okay, and then quickly, I want to come as well to the issue of uh, playing Usia at the wrong position. For me, I honestly think Usia is your number seven, not a six. If you want to really see uh, the best here, Erasmus uh, must play here at seven. And honestly, I still don't understand why Unizam Kai hasn't been called into the squad. He is playing a very, very wonderful rugby in, 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 in England at the moment. He's scoring tries left, right, and center. I don't know why he's not being called to, to the spring box. He's a national number eight. He plays at seven, but he's a national number eight. You know what I mean? So uh, I've got those serious questions, Kuras. Uh, 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 and then also the other question that I have is Christian Ganyagan. What Nyagan has been told, I don't know what he has been told by Uras, because you see him playing for the pools. He can play at tight end, can play at loose head. There's very, very few players in South Africa who can, get, who can do that. We know playing at high, tight end is very hard. So you have, having a player of, uh, of Unyagana's caliber who can play at both uh, tight end and loose head, which I think he can add a value in the Springbok team. Yeah, I think some very, very important uh, questions and thoughts as well. Uh, Ashfaq, you want to pick up on any of what uh, Sbu has said, especially around the the position, which has been a thorny issue. I think we've discussed it with Banana before yes. on the room dividers. Well, what's your take? Yeah, I agree with the caller there. Um, I think that Sia is a ball-carrying blindside flank. Um, uh, I think the fact that uh, they're trying to accommodate Peter Sef the toy in the starting lineup is an issue. I think that his best position is number five lock, Peter Sef the toy. And I think he's, he's better than Franco Mostert. So, so I don't know why he's also been playing out of out of position. Um, as good as he has been at flank, he can be an even better lock. And then you can see Sia in, in his proper position at number seven. Okay. Manana? Rob, I think, um, you know, I'm going to just... And we've, we've spoken about this, you know, the whole issue of Umzwandile stick. I think Umzwandile stick, it was just a, a matter of re, being reunited. Uh, with Rasi Rasmus. Rasi Rasmus had long time targeted Mzwandile Stick for the similar role uh, that is there at the Springbok. It's just a matter of that uh, uh, 
he was forced upon to, to, to Alistair Kutsi and Alistair decided to, to leave him behind. But I think for me is remember you had the Moby Clinic which had Louis Kuhn, Sean Rue, Peter de Villiers, Jacques Ninaba and also as time went on it was called the Moby Unit. In that time Zwandile Stick was always there. So he's always been uh, part and parcel of, 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 of Russ's thinking going forward. I think he sees a bigger picture from Zwandile in, in, in the long run. But here's my take. I think as South Africans we've also got to look holistically of what is happening also in terms of you know springboks that that are there i mean i look at a player like a skulk brits we're not making noise about a skulk brits who's 37 years uh, who's a third choice uh, hooker that's there but also who's either taking a place of a chili boy ralapele or a akar van der merve play and nothing is being said and this is a player that will play for the stormers i mean uh, ashfak is there he will also say the, those are the things that i i just get a sense of where are we going as south africa yes we want to give rasi the best out of 10 but also at some point you've got to question some of his decision of why would he bring a player that's 37 years old who's not going to play most of the time he's, he's being used as a coaching in the bank in in, in the backroom staff of the springbok but then why don't you use him as someone who comes in more of a technical coaching ability than more coming on as a hooker? Because there is a probable opportunity for Akar van der Merwe to come into the squad, make sure you solidify your front rower in terms of your hookers. And, and, and I mean, you look at Trevor Nyakan, he's done well, he identified, we nearly had for, for the very first time since, uh, you look at Andrews, Hanyani, Shimange, uh, as, as well as Lawrence Parker, and, and all-time uh, black front rower, but unfortunately it couldn't happen because of an injury. So you've got to give credit where it's due, and certainly you've got to give it to him, but you've got to question some of his... Uh, his ability to bring in these players that sort of for me also don't give enough opportunities for players like Bongi Bonambi, mm -hmm. who now will have to face up a Skulk Brits at the Stormers. Bongi is your second choice, Scrum Off, and here is Skulk Brits. And mind you, he's going to have a Springbok contract. Why, Robert Marawa? Because if he's going to play for the Stormers, Saru has got to pay a certain portion of his contract and the Stormers have got to add on, which is what is currently happening with most of the contracted Springbok players. Hey, that's, so a, that's a hot topic, Mr. Manana, because I wanted to look in terms of uh, the reported scrapping of the Springbok contracts. Do you mind just pausing on that one? I want okay. to get to it because it is important. It's got long-term implications, and I would like both yours as well as Ashfaq's uh, take on it. Let me take Umfundo in Cape Town. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. Welcome. And the guys and, and the room dividers. Uh, Rob, just a, a, a quick question, or oh, just a quick comment. There was a caller who said the issue of transformation is very sensitive, if or is very touchy, if I may quote him correctly. Sure. Well, I can't run away from that. It is very touchy. Then let's touch to one, It's very touchy, Rob, because considering the past 26 years that we've been free, that we've been under democracy. What has happened in terms of introducing players of color to the Springbok squad? Mm -hmm. Considering that prior '94, Springboks were dominated by, I would say, by white people. So now, what has happened? If now this issue of transformation is not going to be touching, I think he has, to, he has to think twice about saying that the issue of transformation is touching. Yes, he is right. It is touching, and it is one of the sensitive matters. Because if you don't see transformation on the pitch, how can you expect transformation off the pitch? 100%. We, we still don't see transformation of the singing of the national anthem. I mean, it'll be easy going, easy going until it gets to the Afrikaans part. It still happens in 2018. So that is where transformation should begin, is people transforming their minds to say it is a, a, a uniform 
um, national anthem that had to do with the give and take at a critical time in our history and we would just literally love all people to sing it as one national anthem so i mean that's a quick diversion but all i'm saying is that it it's, it's happens mainly around a a rugby stadium as opposed to let's say it is a football game that is on the the anthem receives the same amount of singing from the supporters Exactly, Rob. Exactly. And as a result, you'll have those Rastas, the Rasta that sang uh, national anthem in, 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 in France. Rastam Sen. <laughs> exactly. That's what is going to happen. Yeah. The one last question from the room divider. Don't you perhaps think that uh, uh, from, from, from the varsity clubs, there's no much transformation or there's no much development that will feed to the national teams or to, to the franchises? Don't you think also there there is no much uh, sick measures in terms of transforming? I'm just, I'm just throwing mm. out there. Okay, because nice I, think also, I think also there it's lacking. Because if we can emphasize on the varsity cups, then we can then say the varsity cups will feed to the franchises. No. I'm, I'm just... No, which, I'm just, which is I'm, fair. It's a, it's, it's a fair assessment, and I'll throw it to uh, both of my guests here, Ashfaq Mohammed, uh, Digital Sports Editor, Independent Media, uh, listening in very, very closely as well in terms of that. How would you respond to Mfundo there, Ashfaq? Yeah, in, in terms of the transformation at lower levels, I think we are okay, Rob. Uh, I think that there are enough players coming through the school systems, uh, varsity cup systems, and, and the junior provincial teams. Um, we've seen a, a number of, of teams who have won the national competitions being fully transformed. As when it gets to not so much Karika, but or Super Rugby particularly, where the numbers start going down. But even there, I still think there are more than enough players to feed a Springbok team and to make a Springbok team representative. So I think the the issue isn't that there aren't enough players. The issue is giving them fair opportunities. And it's about those opportunities, though, because, I mean, you just got a, a text here from Gordon Templeton who says, um, the percentage of black schoolboy rugby players uh, is that it fails to come through to provincial carry cup, super rugby, pro 14 rugby, then the national representation. He says, is our country's bottleneck not there, as it was pointed out by Mr. Manana? Does it revert back to that, Tando? Look, Rob, we've got to understand that rugby is a very close-knit system. You know, I think we, uh, I would know, many many people would be in denial. I think um, uh, what the rugby uh, minority has done very well is to shut off uh, the lifts of making sure that from a rural point of view or from this township the support is very minimum in terms of making sure the development is coming through mm. and here you've got to come and look at Borland you've got to look at Western Province you've got to look at EP you've got to look at border Robert Marawa predominantly if not 95% those are all your black clubs but what you don't find you don't find them moving in one direction and and because of one simple reason people that are there are not there for the long haul they are there for the short haul if they don't make it to the next uh, uh, executive they pull out what was their intention from the word go it was not about rugby reasons only it was about them getting the five-star treatment they're flying around to meeting that was their objective but if we were to come back and look back and saying all these proper unions that have got these predominantly black schoolboys, rural rugby boys, 
They've got to have a five-year plan of saying, hold on a minute, this thing was quite probable and it was there in the past, up until year 2000, where after 2000, Robert Marawa, it started eating on us, it started making sure that we fight against each other, we don't sing the same voice, and all of a sudden you're left with only a very minimum pool. It's, it's fine to say that you've got enough of these black players that are playing, but they are playing for predominantly the Model C, but before or pre-2000, that was not the case. Mm. It, you, you had schools coming from rural areas, the Tubelike, that were there, who had top rugby, that's not a Model C, uh, but they could compete with the Dale Colleges going forward. But now we are saying Dale College is a school. Dale College still is a Model C school, despite you having predominantly black players. So you've got to make sure that you take a five-year plan of going back and making sure that you plow. And that is not up to Saru, unfortunately. It's up to those unions. Borland, the Western Province, if they can do that, then you can start seeing what is currently happening. If you look at also Robert Marawa, for me, it's very important. The caller spoke very, uh, very nice. And it's a beautiful question when he speaks about the varsity. Varsity, it's all about economic freedom. Who says what? If Francois Pina says this will happen at, at varsity level, that will happen. Because why? Because he's been put there because of the economic freedom that has set him and put him in that position. That is why then you fail to see many of them coming through after they've gone through and passed their metric that they don't, they just filter, they go away. Yet you have the Usus, you have the Fortes, you have the Rhodes University of there. Those are the schools that need to be assisted and said, look, you can't play for a Stellenbosch University, but you do have potential for us to make sure that you go to a Forte University. We give Forte University the hubs and give them the proper coaching uh, apparatus to make sure that these players are competing at the same level. Instead of having this varsity shield, which once again, Robert Marawa, it also for me, it kills our, our our rugby whereby no one really focuses on going to Forte because they have varsity shield and that's where they're going to be. Why not integrate and have a full-on university league with all these universities so that you've got lots of options for a boy that is leaving P.E. Gray to go and saying, I'm going to stay at NMMU. Yes, mm -hmm. they, they're playing at, at this level because you are playing in one league. And that for me is why it's killing us. Who's playing in the Bankfin uh, Cup uh, First Division is predominantly where you have all your black coaches that are all scattered into one area. They won't go anywhere because why, Robert Marau? No one really watches what's going on in the A division. So for me, it's just those uh, big, big questions that needs or big leadership uh, decision that needs to be taken for the sake of the game development. Yes, it was there, Robert. It yielded lots of results when we had lots of these players coming through in abundance. What is happening now? Now, all of a sudden, we're only making mention uh, of a very few. And that's why you find that there's guys like the Steve Hansen who are able to make such comments that says that uh, rugby was never a black man's sport. How does he know, Robert Marau? The mm. oldest club in South Africa, it's a black club, but mm. yet he's got an edge, he's got a nerve, uh, Steve Hansen. As much as he's well respected, and I respect him, but he comes in and makes a comment and says rugby was a was not a black man's sport, but it was the sport that would unify a country. What does he know? Absolutely nothing. He knows nothing. And that's written in his book, though, they called The Jersey. Um, Steve Hansen, when he told Peter Bills all of this, um, yeah, I would say another word without an I. Uh, but, yeah, th that's, that's exactly what it is. So we'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Uh, I want to spend a little bit more time next week on the tr contract issue because when I saw the numbers uh, that, you know, SA Rugby spend around 60 million rand a year on 16 players, 
I was like, what? <laughs> and then they're talking about yeah, Ashfraq having to scrap yeah. the Springbok contracts, etc. That That's a big topic, and I think it'll be a good place to start next week. But also, Rob, it's very important that we, we name, we're not naming and shaming, but we give it out there for the people. We give them the names yeah. so that people are aware and, and see uh, who's there. Warren Whiteley has got a Springbok. We don't hear of those things. It's the, the, the contractual thing, as you make mention, it's all kept under wrap, Robert Marau. You can't even know who's your contracted South African player. Franz Malherbe is there. Kuni Ostazen is there. But we don't know why. Why must it be a secret? Why is everything a secret? Can we bring South it out next week? Can we bring why the not? names out? Okay, okay. Ashfraq, you ready for let's that? Let's go for it. Let's go. Are for you it. ready for that? I yeah. love it, guys. Thank you so much indeed for your contribution. Uh, Ashfaq Mohammed, digital sports editor, independent media. Tanda Banana, uh, former Springbok, junior Springbok, Bulls and Krikos flying forward, as well as SABC Sport Rugby Analyst in Cape Town and PE, respectively. Gents, thank you. Manana, go celebrate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ashfaq. Sante. Sante. <laughs> loving it, loving it. Thank you so much indeed. Madupi there. I know that um, it's going to be Dishing out the news, right? Going into the halftime break. Congo actually equalized. It was an, an own goal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so 1-1 one, one going into that halftime break. Yeah. Own goal. Spectacular one as well. Oops. But still so much to play for. Very, very exciting game uh, overall. And as I say, as we brace ourselves for... Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the tweets um, on our hashtag MSW on the room dividers. Really enjoyed that thoroughly. Great conversation. Don't miss it next week. The, the issue about contracts, you don't want to miss that particular conversation. Um, you know, they, they talk about there'll be no longer joint contracts of certain players. Uh, SA Rugby paying about 70%. And provincial unions, about 30% as well. I don't know. What do be do be? Hey, Tara, the Rob. Are you good, sir? Ah, I'm grand winner. Hey, man. You can't be grand when Bafana do Ach, what Bafana well, does. Was that just do you normal? Yeah, well, you know, apart from that, I'm okay. Right, boss. Ngzoti. Ushap. Ushap. Everything else, just doesn't matter. Bafana, Bafana for now. It's okay. You know You know what it is? Mm. I'll, I'll leave you with a thought from a tweet that's mm. just popped up here from Ein Duke Jr. Okay. It says, the moral of the story for Bafana, Bafana. Mm. You want to hear what the moral of the story Please. is? Please. It is better to win six games 1-0 than to win yeah. one game 6-0. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. It's all down to three points. Yeah. That's it. It's game over. So you should coach in your next life, Mudupi. I think so. I think I'd make a great coach, to be honest. And they would listen to you. Yeah. That's the thing about coaching. Do people actually listen? Hmm. And people actually, you know, people actually tune in just to to hear your voice because people have burst their speakers yeah, as a result. <laughs> but in a good way, though, because, okay. they, you know, people are gifted differently. Yeah.